Stewart going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wheaton's going to score! Kenny Wheaton is going to score! 20, the 10, touchdown! Kenny Wheaton on the interception! The most improbable finish to the football game! And we are back. It is week 14 of the AKSI <laughs> Fantasy Football League. Well, these guys are already laughing at me here. Did I mess something up or what? No, man, you, you got it right. You got it right. We, we are on, it's going into week 14, episode 13. <laughs> well, I guess he does not need an introduction this week. Joining me every week is a uh, former AKSI Kappa Chat president, which uh, shout out to you, Randy. Thank you so much for sending me uh, a little gift in the mail. I'm checking my mail this week and I see a box and it says a address to AKSI Kappa Chat, former Kappa Chat president. And I'm just like, the first thing I see is AKSI. And I'm like, whoa, there's someone else in my building that was part of AKSI. And I was like, nope, this is for me. And, uh, caught me by surprise but randy what's going on man it's, uh it's bittersweet you know coming off a of, you know talking fantasy coming off a, a loss this past week i'm i'm gonna lose to rachel uh but we're in the playoffs it's, it's disappointing because i can't have my fellow co-host join me um i wish i could say is the same for our special guest can you believe it connor we have done 13 episodes of this podcast and every GM in this league has been a host, a co-host with us. I feel very accomplished. There are no more co-hosts. So I guess, I guess we can just cut this short. Like, nah, nah, we wouldn't, that would be too salty. Couldn't do it that way. So we had to bring another guest host in and one of our favorite guest hosts, the commish, Ova's Chunks. Leo, how you doing today, my man? You know, I'm right there with you, Randy, on the sad, sad feeling of losing this week, although my loss is a little more real than your loss. I would, I would say your loss is a first world problem because you are in the playoffs. I'm lost, and I'm lost, and I'm not in the playoffs. <laughs> that, that's very true. That so, is, that's yeah. very true. Uh, but nevertheless, you are here. Uh, and you're bringing us some some pretty good news for the league, right? Like, can you share more more about that? Yeah. I, so I requested to be on the pod. So this, I don't know if you guys have had actually requests. You guys are getting so popular. You have to, like, pick when you can join. I asked to be on the pod, like, three weeks ago. But you guys <laughs> had a big cue to get through to, to welcome me back. So, but, yeah, I wanted to get on the pod and formally announce the first ever AKPFFL postseason annual gala Ooh. so what's what's the the postseason gala the the akp ffl pog <laughs> yeah if we're gonna do acronyms uh, i think we've, we've passed the threshold for when that's appropriate but i thought it'd be pretty awesome for us to just get together after the season's over after all the shit talking is kind of subdued a little bit um, and bring us all together to recognize some accomplishments. Our champion obviously will be crowned postseason. Uh, so we're going to host this. Uh, we're aiming for Sunday, January 16th, time TBD. Um, we'll plan it around the playoff game so we don't have to make anyone pick one or the other. But 
yeah, just thought it'd be cool to have everyone come back, recognize the winners, recognize the losers, and have a good time. So, so what inspired this, Leo? Yeah, so this was actually the pod where I think you had Rachel on, and you were talking about um, when you guys do your waiver wire pickups, where apparently you guys are doing it on the toilet. Uh, and so I thought it would be cool. Uh, I'm sure we've got plenty of office fans in the league uh, where they do the annual Dundies event at, uh, I think it's Applebee's, um, and they give out <laughs> awards that are just kind of silly. Um, I was like, yeah, it'd be fun to do. Like the award that I thought of for that one is the Poop and Scoop Award. So who had the best waiver wire pickup of the season? Um, and then it just kind of expanded from there. We've, we've had a lot of great activity this year with the pod, with the text thread, um, with a lot of back and forth and a lot of shade being thrown one way and another around rules and changing of rules. So I thought we'd formalize it, put together a constitution, give everyone opportunities to submit some amendments or some league rule changes that they would like to see for 2021. And so, yeah, we're going to do it in the form of a gala. Hey, well, you already know rule changes, constitutions, that's, that's something I love solidified things. You already know how hard I push for a darn trophy. We finally got it. So now we're getting some laws and legislatures in. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So we are going to start with a recommendations process. So I'm going to put together like a Google form or something where any league member or league manager can submit a request for a change, whether that be wanting to change kickers, um, getting points per yards kicked, um, which I, I've done in another league. So requesting a change like that, or I know you have some ideas already of what you would like to see with some, um, uh, some keepers potentially. I know you've already tried trading draft picks. Um, so anything is on the table. Um, you would submit it um, in a format of uh, approve or disapprove. Um, and so that period is going to start December 14th and be open for a week to December 21st. Um, and then we're all going to vote. So then once I get all of those submitted from everyone, I will put it into another Google form and you can vote, approve or deny the motion. And then we'll read them aloud at the gala on uh, January 16th. Um, hopefully everyone will vote, they'll vote once. They will get their responses in, we'll have a good response rate. We won't have to do any recounts. We won't have to bring in any lawyers and we can approve and, or deny some new amendments. All right, well, we'll we will make sure we take responsibility for giving updates next week on the show and the following week to remind people to uh, submit their proposals and get their votes in. That would be appreciated. And so is there anything else that you want to tell us about the, the event? Just block your calendars. This is a plus one event. So if your significant other would like to join um, and then if you'd like to dress up, this is an award show. So dress to impress and let's have a good time. We'll have some drinks and we'll, we'll have some fun. Oh, dress to impress. I have not done that in a long time. Hey, on Zoom, it's easy, though. It's from the waist up. Definitely. I think we should all have a uh, inaugural gala chug for since we do uh, bets every week with me and Connor. I mean, at the end of the season, there's only going to be one winner and 11 losers. So I feel it's only right if we do an inaugural chug as well. So I look forward to something like that. So come prepared. It sounds like we got our first amendment. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a great idea. I think the poop and scoop award is absolutely hilarious. When you told me about that, I was like, yeah, count me in. That sounds way fun. 
Yeah, we're going to have, uh, I think we're going to have 12 awards. So everyone will receive one like the Dundies and everyone will vote on those as well. Um, so yeah, we're, it'll, it'll be a good time. And we'll have some other awards to give out um, that I won't share too much information on today, but stuff to look forward to. Nice. And, and maybe this will put some priority on how we ship that trophy, which <laughs> it seems like that's the biggest uh, incomplete task uh, that that probably needs an amendment. Yes, that, <laughs> that is true. Well, that and that's what I'll do before we get into that, right? I'll I'll put together the rules that we do have, which will look like a, a lousy Word document with some bullet points. But at least it'll be on paper, and yeah, people can request to change it or keep it as is. Ah, uh, the illustrious trophy. <laughs> we hope we hope that we can all have it one day. Well, you know who is definitely not receiving it this year is my two fellow co-hosts on the podcast this week, Connor and Leo. You both are pretty much eliminated from the playoff contention. Um, how are you both feeling about this week and the results and, uh, you know, going into the constellation bracket? Well, I, we've done 13 episodes now, and that was probably the most excited thing that Randy has said all season. And so I'm very proud or happy to see Randy so hyped to, to shit on us right now that we didn't make it. Uh, I am pretty disappointed with you, Randy. Your team really let me down a lot because if you would have won your game this week, I would have gotten a bye week in the toilet bowl. And now I'm looking at the potential last place, uh, which technically is back-to-back -back seasons uh, based off what happened last year and the rule changes this year. And so uh, you really, really let me down. It was a crazy week, though. Not only did um, we have 100 points scored in every single game, right? But the top three – am I wrong there? I could have swore Randy's like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh. That's 100% accurate. That's 100% accurate. There's 100 what? points in every single game. Oh, and, yes. And the top three seeds – all lost this week and that's got to be the first time that that happened um at least with those three specific teams all losing i think that was a big shock and messed up this bracket quite a bit i think if uh those three teams would have won it could have been different or if uh, randy would have won it would have you know helped me out quite a bit but leo leo how are you feeling you know i'm feeling pretty Pretty disappointed. Uh, not necessarily in this week because I put the players that I had in front of me in the right positions. And I think I got one, maybe maybe two touchdowns now that Lamar's in flight at the moment, but one touchdown and the rest of my team. Um, Randy told me that Devontae Booker was going to eat and he only had a snack. So <laughs> uh, just, yeah, I, I put I a lot. He had a chip. I don't even think he had a snack. <laughs> True. Uh, he, he scored half of the points he was projected to get. Um, you know, I, I look back at a couple games where I made some some errors where if I won those two games, I'd be looking actually, I think, at the fourth place seed. Um, but and, and the fact the, the 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 salt in the wound is that CMC is coming back this week. So <laughs> that is just this sucks so much because I you guys talk about it on the pod almost every week. My team is stacked but they are just constantly wounded or getting COVID. And I, what, either playoffs that I was going to be in or I was going to run the table. I knew that for sure. Um, and I'm going to say that now. I'm putting myself at the, in the championship seat for the, the toilet bowl bracket, which isn't anything to brag about. But 
uh, yeah, it sucks. But, you know, what also sucks is Randy's team going into the playoffs. He's limping in there. So. Hey, you know, I, I am limping in there. I don't have the most confidence going in, especially considering who I'm playing this week, which is the same person that beat me last week. But, uh, you know, hey, I'm sitting at the table and you are at the kitty table. So uh, kudos to you. I'm, I'm, you know, Connor, uh, let's hope you have some lofty dreams and making sure that you, uh, you dream of a playoff spot and rather than an eight seed. Um, I think you should shoot high for, for next year, you know. It's not shoot for a buy in the consolation bracket, but, uh, you know, shout out to you. I, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into the games. Leo, our guest, is always the first game that we like to highlight here, and you already started bringing it up a little bit. Uh, just as a warning to everyone, uh, these scores aren't necessarily final because it is the middle of the third quarter in this weird Tuesday night football game. Uh, but we but, know it's final. But we know what's happening. Scores might be a little off. But uh, Oba's Chunks was facing touchdown breezes, battle of the five and sevens. Leo had a two-point projected uh, favorite going in this game, but he is getting waxed right now with current uh, just under 70 points to Michael's 126 points. Leo, what happened to your team this week? Yeah, uh, there's quite a few things, like I mentioned. Uh, one touchdown um, across all my field players um, besides – okay, sorry – uh, Lamar is playing one pass touchdown, one rush touchdown right now. Um, but Devontae Booker, Booker didn't show up. Um, Matt Prater didn't show up. Pittsburgh lost to Washington. So Pittsburgh defense only put up three points. And then Antonio Gibson went out in the first quarter after putting up a 20-plus or 30-plus game last week. So this just was one of those weeks where what could go wrong did go wrong. And then on the opposite side of the field, you have Mikey's teams who, who I think he had three or four players outperformed their entire season best. So he had David Montgomery who went over the top. He had uh, Butker uh, go over the top. Um, I don't even know his tight end's first name, but we'll call him L. Thomas uh, <laughs> went over the top. Logan, Logan Thomas. He balled out uh, in that game too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it was just what could go wrong did go wrong and, I'm not, I'm not upset with how I put my team out there. I put like Randy text me. He's like, you didn't put Baker Mayfield in. I was like, that was never going to be a play. I should have dropped him like last week anyways, after he played his game. So it wasn't a, a decision issue. It was just a player issue. A personnel let's, be, issue. let's be clear. I did not say you didn't play Baker Mayfield. I said Baker Mayfield. Ugh, because I know you would have never played him over Lamar Jackson, but the way he performed was nutty. And obviously on my side, I had Nick Chubb, and the fact that they were passing it on goal line plays made me frustrated <laughs> too. So I was communicating. I'm actually, I'm actually reading the text from Randy right now, and it says, man, I wish I had Baker Mayfield. I would have started him. Why didn't you? You're an idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> verbatim. He has in his hand a palm trio. I don't know if anyone remembers those phones, but uh, that's that's what he was reading off of. Yeah, man, it was tough. It's a tough, tough loss. Obviously, we see Lamar Jackson um, having somewhat of a bounce back game, especially coming off the COVID list. 
Um, but obviously the deficit just too big to come back. Um, yeah, I was going to text Leo after Antonio Gibson went out too, but I felt like that was just too much salt in the wound. Um, and Mikey just showed up like David Montgomery, who's had, who's finally showed up like last week, uh, and then shows up again in week 13 after not doing anything. I don't know if that's, uh, correlating with Trubisky starting, but he is Putting in the work, obviously, two touchdowns is going to be huge. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Harrison Butker put up more points than eight out of nine players on Leo's team. That is rough to see. Yeah. When players like, well, like Logan Thomas and Montgomery, they score those kind of points, it's going to be a rough week. 126 was huge for Mikey. I'm sure he, uh, you know, feels a little better about that, but – uh just a rough week. Nothing you could have done about it, right? When you, it, it, it's always a little better when you look at your lineup and there's like, I couldn't have done anything. I didn't really like make a wrong decision. And like you said, playing Baker Mayfield wasn't gonna change anything. Yeah. If we were gonna give out an adversity award this year, I would take that with open arms because this team was just plagued and riddled with injuries and COVID and. I managed through it, uh, and I put myself in a position where I, I, I would have won this game. I would have been in the playoffs and in a really good position. But shoulda, woulda, coulda, ifs, buts, or nots, whatever, um, didn't make it. And this, this comment is specifically for the L.A. White Claws. In my main league, though, I'm 11-2 and two and have secured the first seed. So I'm feeling okay about my fantasy output this, this uh, fall. There we go. Well, congrats to Mikey, who won it who has secured an eight seed, which was stolen from Connor. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about Mikey, though, how much that sucks? Like these play-in games, you, or you think they're a play-in <laughs> game. He, he wins, he puts up big numbers, and he's still playing it with the losers. Yeah, but that, uh, so. that 126 points is going to make the difference and put him over the edge to uh, get that consolation by so he knows that – he is guaranteed not owing more money to the fantasy football league. So he's got to feel good about that win uh, that Naomi's Naomi's dad is not going to need to spend any more money. First yeah. loser in the consolation, which by the way, quick fun fact for you all a couple weeks ago, I think Connor said he's never been a first loser in the league. Well, did a quick look in the record books and <laughs> sure enough, season two, <laughs> Mr. Prez. First loser. Wait, what is first loser? What do you mean by first, like consolation winner? You lost a you lost a championship. I lost a championship. <laughs> All right, <laughs> put, put me in the club. And right, now he has. But he never wanted to be a first loser, and he had already been one. Yeah, I can't. So even... now he he took that and was like, "All right, my goals this year is to make the eight seed." <laughs> And so he is he is giving high praise to those who have made the seven and eight seed. When when you get a D on your draft, your expectations for the season go go real low real quick. So let's let's go into your matchup. Cause you know, you, you took this win this week. Great win versus the law. Someone that I needed to lose, and you made it happen. Right? You went in as a underdog in the original projections. And came out with a 18-point victory, which is great news for you, man. So, good win. Great job securing 10th place. 
I'm happy for you. 10th place? Am I 10th place? Yeah, maybe. 10th be... place, 9th place, does that really nine. matter? Hey, You're still in the same place. matchup. Single digits and double digits make a big difference, Randy. You got to respect those numbers. But yeah, uh, well, you're still you're still playing the guy this week who's gonna run the table in the consolation bracket. That's Doesn't true. Really matter. Yeah, maybe. I I guess I need CMC to sit out or lay an egg this week. Uh, but you know, I was very satisfied with my team. It was nice to see uh, Ben Roethlisberger score some early touchdowns because he didn't score anything in the second half, and. Uh, Gallman continues to be a nice little pickup for me. I feel like he kind of bailed out my season. And Chris Carson, when he plays, he seems to score a lot of points. So that's been nice. And uh, putting Murray in, I made a bad decision putting Murray in instead of Taylor. Taylor, I saw, scored all those touchdowns real early. So that was real disappointing and a bad decision once again by me. And uh, these Indianapolis (laughs) running backs just continually uh, been the – a, a thorn in my side this whole season with I feel like I had back and forth and then I dropped uh was it Hines whoever I dropped I can't even remember anymore it's just been ugly what a surprise not surprised at all and uh yeah feels good to to take down the Redbirds and the law is going to go to nine and four which is better than the Redbirds are in real life Kamish, I see you. I see you giggling and chuckling over there. What do you got to say? <laughs> I just, I love the way that Connor always talks about his team. Like, I don't know if he's taking the Gary Vee approach of like, I don't don't give a fuck, and I'm just gonna go <laughs> and like, <laughs> I don't care, or if he's not listening to Gary Vee and just like not believing in himself. I think, I think, I think you got to pick a, you got to pick one of those directions though. But uh, I mean, you, you pulled out the win. I, I would be. Speaking highly of myself going into the consolation, the momentum, um, having, you know, your touchdown on the bench was more than or is equal to the touchdowns that I had on the field. So um, there's something to be said about that. Um, you got options. Um, it never feels good to not to play the wrong person, but it didn't bite you in the ass on this time or this match. So, <coughs> and yeah, I think it's, it's the same scenario for the laws. It's been all season. It, are the Redbirds going to play well? Um, are they going to show out? Um, they didn't play terribly um, of double digits and there's just three big players, but um, kicker kind of let them down. But, you know, 85 and a loss is never going to feel good. Um, you want to put up more points to be competitive. But, yeah, Hunter Henry with five, five yards. I don't know how many targets he had. But, yeah, I don't think this is a very telling story for the law. I think it's just, uh, yeah, a, a blip in the radar. Definitely. Yeah, I think uh, I think the law can can be safe knowing that he has secured a, a playoff buy, even though with this loss. Um, so congrats, Daniel. I hate you in fantasy, but I love you in real life. I think uh, Daniel lost four times. He might have lost twice to me, uh, which I will take some pride in. Um, but it really doesn't mean too much anymore. Uh, That's true. I think he did lose twice, both times to you. Yeah, because I think I beat him in the very, very beginning of the season when my season was still looking up. All right, let's jump into another game. We don't have as much organization this week, but let's jump into your game, Randy. So, hell yeah, Fried Rice was going against Rachel's Mannequins. And like I mentioned earlier, Randy just laid a fat egg for me. 
projected to lose by 13 points, 95 <laughs> to 108. And he absolutely delivered on that projection. Right now, the Mannequins is sitting at 114 points with the Baltimore defense still playing. And Randy is just sitting at a very measly 71 points. Randy, what happened to your, to your team this week? Justin Herbert, Cooper Cup, Nelson Aguilar, Evan Ingram, Kareem Hunt, Seattle defense, my kicker. It's all bad news. Depleted. Bye weeks hit me hard. Um, obviously, my, my wide receivers are Chris Godwin, Robbie Anderson, um, out. And then my starting tight end uh, got injured. So it, it was hard. Uh, I knew it was going to be a tough matchup, which is why I really wanted to win last week. Um, didn't happen. And so took the L, man. It was, it was bad. Bad. It was really bad. Really bad. Uh, hats off to Rachel. But yeah, I have nothing to say. Go ahead. Trash on me. It was played like poo-poo. I know. It sucks. And Leo? If only you had a spot on your bench to drop to pick up somebody stronger off the waiver. <laughs> if only you had a bench spot to, to pick up a waiver. The waiver was flush this weekend, or for this weekend. You could have had T.Y. Hilton, who went off. You could have had Singletary, who had a better game than, than your flex. You could have had a, a host of people that had better games than, than what you ended up with with your three defenses. That is going to absolutely bite you in the ass, and I can't what? wait to see it happen. But will it bite me in the ass? Like, am I starting anyone? The only I did pick up Nelson Aguilar because I thought he had the best chance to score a touchdown. And if you look at it, what had you? Would you start Ty over Kareem Hunt? It's a toss up between I, him and Aguilar. Well, for sure, that you've got a, that's a personal call in terms of do you play? You've been running with this two Cleveland running back tandem for a while now. It obviously hasn't served you well this week. Uh, I would not do that myself. That's why I had that issue with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks for a while. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just going to continue to stay grounded in my stance that I hate that you have three defenses. I think it's the most interesting and just like just annoying thing to, to have like on your roster. And I just, I can't. And for me too, the other thing that that, like I would never, the reason I would never do that is the, just the dilemma of having to pick one running back over another running back in your bench, having to pick between three defenses of which one's going to have the best game, just because they're playing the Jets, which you we saw this week, didn't necessarily lead to a ton of points for Mikey. Um, I think the, they got, the, the Raiders got eight points, which isn't terrible, but it's just uh, it's an interesting strategy. Um, I don't think it's going to pan out, and I'm staying steadfast in my belief, and I can't wait to watch you lose in the first round. Oh. Well, I will speak to this if I lose – um, which I'm not feeling too confident in, it will not be because of my defenses. I think that Seattle, I think it's going to be a revenge game for Jamal Adams playing the Jets this week. And then the Rams, who have a good defense, playing the Jets. And then I think the Browns have a good defense playing against the Jets. So I think if I lose, it's not going to be because of my defense. Um, so we will see in I hope uh, I hope I wipe that smirk off your face, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, it was a huge win for Rachel's team. 
Um, Russell Wilson continues to be very mediocre, unfortunately. Mr. Very, very limited at this point. <laughs> very uh, limited. But, but uh, Kelsey with 19 points. Beasley, Cole Beasley getting 19 points. That was real big for her. And these points were so important for her because as of right now, she's in that last playoff spot, if I am right here. And that is being determined all by points, right? And so one, two, three, four. We have five teams at that six and seven. So every point counts right now for the mannequins. She's got a 30-point lead on Twin the Day, at least based off the screenshot that Leo sent here. So, uh, the you know, her putting up 114 points was real big. She needed a big week so she could uh, hold off Twin the Day, who also had a big week. And uh, – and I guess hold off everybody else. I still lost by a hundred, so it didn't really affect me all that much. But but she had her players come out, uh, even with Claypool and Mostert putting up less than ten points together. It still worked out very well for her. Sorry, Randy, yeah. you are no longer the hottest team in the league. Yeah, apologies okay. to Rachel because yeah, we're we're spending way too much time talking about Randy's super mediocre three defense team. Uh, and we should be talking about Rachel's team because she is looking pretty good going into the playoffs. She's only four points out at the moment to getting a fifth seed, moving up a spot um, and taking that from Ian. I don't think she's going to get it because it's a Baltimore defense um, and they're sitting at six right now. So any points scored by Dallas is obviously going to bite her, but um, it's possible. And Ian's, I think, got a player in, in the field too. So it'll be interesting to watch where that, that ends up. It's like election night all over again. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love for Baltimore defense to put up some more points so it would bump her up because I don't want to see Rachel again because she does have a scary team. Um, I'd actually rather see Ian, to be honest. Um, but let's get into Ian's matchup, right? He had a matchup with our fellow co-host last week, Lauren, Tim Tebow's jorts, and it was uh, the projection projections hand out in uh, Ian's favor and uh, Ian put up big points right original projections showed Ian taking the win by about 10 points and he whew, smacked um, all of his players came to play uh, the big jump was Darren Waller right Darren Darren eight you know yeah, we, we talked time. about Devontae Booker not getting his points um, that was because they were just throwing it against the Jets and Darren Waller was exposing that, that secondary. Um, and I think if I, you know, we know that Leo is the stickler of lineups and we can see a big, big hole in Lauren's lineup with Clyde Edwards, Elair not playing. And that was really tough to see because they had activated him, but Andy Reed was dicking us around and pretty much <laughs> didn't put him in, even though he was like, we're going to activate him. Um, so that was, that was definitely a tease and uh, it did not benefit in Lauren's favor. Yeah, tough situation for her with uh, CEH getting dangled out there, right, and not playing at all. Very sad. Tough game. And, yeah, she just got crushed. Ian has a big win. That's great. I mean, having Darren Waller play the way he did, I mean, he got 17 targets in one game. That is a crazy amount of targets for a tight end in – any situation that's just absolutely crazy it felt like Derek Carr threw to him on every single play and so that worked out for him but I think you're right Randy it's a little concerning we'll see 
if he can, you know, have one of those boom weeks when he gets to the playoffs, as we all know, like anything can happen right now. Everyone I think is pretty equally equal chances in getting wins on a week to week basis at this point. It's proven that at one point in the season, Ellie White Claws looked unbeatable and stumbled into the finish line. And so Ian's not necessarily out of it. When you see a tight end put up 32 points, uh, can't imagine that's going to happen two weeks in a row, but he, he's got to be feeling good about his team. Definitely. What do you think, Leo? Yeah, I'm just looking at his lineup going into next week, and he's got some favorable matchups with Keenan Allen against Atlanta. Atlanta gives up a lot of points, and it's in a dome, which is great. Um, then he's got Aaron Jones, who is just dominating right now, getting those touches and making good use of them. Um, he's got Brady in, in wet Tampa Bay, but um, Tom Brady can pr- play anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what shows up. I mean, you can't expect Darren Waller to, to carry you week in and week out. But I do have him in my other league, and he's done a pretty damn good job of it thus far. Um, so, Darren Waller is always a good guy to have in your lineup. Um, and then looking at the other side of this matchup, Lauren is exactly where she belongs, the basement now, 12th place. I had to sit through this podcast last week here and her throw shade my way. So I'm glad to be sitting in this seat today. And with that just despicable showing um, and that gutsy call of putting CEH in the lineup, um, <laughs> of course, of course she would do that. Uh, so yeah, that was always, always great to see Lauren lose. So question, Leo, does Ian have any players playing on Thursday? Cause if it is, it's bad news. He's not probably not going to get the pick from Connor because you know how much <laughs> he hates those Thursday night games. For as long as I've known Connor, he's always hated Thursday night games. <laughs> I've never understood it. And you brought that up in a previous podcast, and that made me laugh. Between that and uh, the 7 a.m. start times on the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> oh, this, this is good stuff. All right, you guys got any more thoughts, or should we jump into another one? Let's jump into another matchup. All right, let's go to Randy's. Favorite team besides his own, Jeremy Password is Taco, who was going against Twin the Day. Ryan gets un- or is about to get another win. He had a projection of 100 points to Jeremy's 90 points, and he over-delivered. Jeremy under-delivered, and another lots of blowouts this week. Twin the Day, at this point, 116 to Jeremy's 82 Leo, what did you think about this game? Yeah, uh, it's it's another poor showing by Password is Taco. Um, I I'm not gonna jump on the the hate bandwagon that Randy has started um, on Jeremy. Um, I appreciate Jeremy uh, being in the league. He's brought a, a fresh perspective since he's joined. Hasn't been as competitive since the the first year he won the, the whole thing. But um, yeah, tough to see him go down like this. Point two from Frank Gore. I don't know what Frank Gore is doing in any lineups right now. Um, and then Benny <laughs> Snell Jr. Definitely uh, expect more out of him. Um, yeah. And then uh, it was funny to see. Uh, I didn't realize you dropped Coup. I don't know how you dropped Coup, Randy. That is a, that is a wild decision. Uh, yeah. So I could pick up a defense probably. <laughs> it was. It was so you could pick up a defense. I did the research. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the other side, so Connor, you talked about how you beat 
Daniel twice this year uh, and you're like, well, I don't know. It doesn't really matter anymore. But those are the things, if you're in the consolation bracket, those are the things you need to celebrate. I took down one of the top teams in the league twice. I am hanging my hat on the fact that I beat Kristen. I'm one of her few L's uh, and I knocked uh, Brunkhart out of the playoffs because I beat him last week. Um, so you got to, you got to find your things and, and celebrate them. So, um, yeah, I think Ryan would have been a dangerous team in the playoffs. I think more dangerous than probably Ian. Um, I think he would have been right there with, um, with Rachel, but unfortunately he's going to join Connor and I in the, the toilet bowl bracket and we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm not looking forward to having to play him. I, I know I talk a big game, but he's got a pretty dangerous team and trying to beat him twice, I don't think would be easy. So, Sorry, Ryan, not this year. You're going to have to pay for those uh, twin onesies another way. <laughs> not his win, not, not his year this year. But if there are celebrations to hang up high, like you mentioned, he is the number one seed in the consolation bracket. So <laughs> take your win, Ryan, being the seventh seed in the playoffs. When we look at the sadness that is, password is taco. Man, I think the password should be losses after this performance. Now, I will say, he, <laughs> I will say he, it was really bad. So let me segue out of it because <laughs> I, I will say he did put up more points than me this week. But man, he needed to get how many? He needed to get two, pretty much he had the points, right, to get into the playoffs. He needed to secure two wins out of what his last one, two, three four, five, six out of six weeks, the last six weeks, two Whoa. wins. And he would have gotten to the playoffs. Right. Um, but obviously his injuries with Dak was the biggest hit for him, but he has Tannehill. So there's no, there's no excuses anymore. Um, I mean, do you put a juggernaut in age of Frank or over Hug earlier, even Zach Moss, it's questionable, right. Or even Zeke. Like, well, Todd Gurley was never really gonna. I, I, I'm okay with him not putting Gurley in. He was. I didn't think he was gonna get many touches, but he did. He got more than than Frank Gore. So yeah, some... I just, I just thought he. I just think he has so many more options where his floor was gonna be higher with another team, another running back over Frank Gore. Um, again, like put, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have made the difference. But go ahead. He put Gore in over Elliott. Over that's Zeke? What that's what I'm saying. That, he put Gore right. in over Tony Pollard, who has more points. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Uh, well, I was looking – the reason I didn't hear you say that is because I was looking at an interesting stat that I like to track over the course of the season, and that's points for and points allowed. Um, and you look at, like, the teams that had the six weakest schedules. Jeremy's at five. Uh, and his points for, he ended up at, I think it was seventh. So he had a pretty good schedule. He could have, I think he, he could have managed. I think this was a mismanagement, like not making the playoffs, not anything else. So he ended in fifth for points allowed, um, which if you in one of those top six or lowest six for points allowed, you should be in the playoffs. But there are, there's somebody else on that list at number three weakest schedule, Mr. Prez. <laughs> so eh, yikes, not, not looking good. <laughs> yeah, I had to play the law twice. I'm, I'm, like like you said, I'm hanging I'm hanging my hat <laughs> on that one because he's gonna be number two and I had to play him twice and I got two wins. There there you go. There you go. So 
But yeah, once again, Jeremy's running backs totally let him down. And uh seems like he's kind of loaded at wide receiver, but just wasn't enough for him. Jeremy yeah. is not somebody we're gonna have to worry about in the consolation bracket. I'll say that. Congratulations, Jeremy. You have secured the eleventh seed in the league. Going into wildcard weekend. Which takes us to our last matchup. And this was a juicy one. Um, and that is Clever Name, TBD versus LA White Claws. The projections showed LA White Claws with a whomping victory in the original projections and kind of uh, reversed. And Clever Team Name pulling out that win, 107 290. Now, I will say J.K. Dobbins is still playing. Um, it is the beginning of the fourth quarter, but he would need to make up 17 points within the next 13 and a half minutes. Um, so uh, are we calling this race early? Are we calling this one? I'm going to call it. This one's too close to call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got to score but, two touchdowns. I would say that's pretty unlikely at this point. But garbage time runs, 60 yards, something stupid like that. I mean – the Raiders beat the Jets, like, on the last – one of the last plays of the game. Like, crazier things have happened. But to that point, Justin Tucker would be getting all the extra points unless Justin Tucker missed those extra points and he got negative points, <laughs> which Matt Prater got this week. Just saying, just saying. That's true. That's true. Well, we see that Aaron Rodgers is the big winner for Eric, right? He made that trade with Daniel to acquire – Aaron Rodgers gave up Tyreek Hill. And we see that Justin Jefferson has been a big waiver pickup for, for Eric and has been his wide receiver too. Um, and so he didn't really necessarily need Tyreek Hill, but he definitely was bleeding at, at a quarterback because I forgot who he had for prior. Um, it might've been Goff, but unless he was running with Stafford from the get go. Um, I think, I think the trade worked out for not only him, but also, Daniel, um, but taking a win against Kristen, right? Kristen uh, has fallen, taking what, losing the last two out of three or three out of four? Three out of four, I think. Yeah, three out of four. Um, and so, like you mentioned, Connor, she's limping to the playoffs. Good thing she has a week to rest up and uh, not have to worry about uh, wild card weekend because she – Again, ending the season as the number one team because of points four. And so she'll get that first round by. What are your guys' thoughts? Dude, I hate going into a week with those kinds of project projections that she had. 116 points, 30 points for Patrick Mahomes, 17 for Derrick Henry, Robinson, another 14 almost. Like, those are lofty expectations. And I just never feel good about projections um, until – we're in a situation where it's like 99 to 1% uh, projection uh, for the, for chance of winning. Um, so that I, I assume she had to feel oh, not great about that going into the weekend. I mean, Derrick Henry was due for uh, a speed bump game, you know, with, with his 4.9. Um, I know that um, never feels great when your, your big producer does something like that, but yeah, Eric has been steady Eddie, you know, um, right in that middle of the pack. He, he secured his playoff spot before, right after the, the top three. So he's got to feel good going into the playoffs and having that momentum. Didn't need this one, but still got it. So good good for him. Yeah, I think Eric's got to feel real good going into the playoffs. I was looking at his uh, year schedule, 
And he's got to feel good with these last two wins. He started the season with a huge loss to Tim Tebow's Jorts in week one and a close loss to L.A. White Claws in week two. And so now flipped in week 12, huge blowout win against Tim Tebow's Jorts and an even bigger win against L.A. White Claws in this week. I feel like that's got to be pretty redeeming for him and uh, to get a win over the top team, the team that seemed so dangerous. Goman last week just talked about how terrified she was of the L.A. White Claws. Uh, and so to get that win, that is pretty big. He's got to be feeling good. And, yeah, he's, you know, scored a lot of points all around. from Jefferson, Henderson, Gordon, all solid games. He's got to be feeling really good. L.A. White Claws, got to be a little concerned. I would be concerned if I were her. Uh, stumbling into the playoffs, haven't – you know, the team looks dangerous. But Derrick Henry, only 60 yards and that fumble I, I it was crazy to see him fumble at all um he gets so many touches a game right before in the last three weeks he had 28 touches 27 touches and then only 15 this week after he fumbled and so uh at jacksonville gonna be feeling good about that tennessee's got jacksonville and detroit the next two games so i feel like derrick henry's gonna get back into carrying Kristen here yeah and uh you know patty mahomes delivers every single week pretty much no matter what definitely yeah, they, yeah. go ahead leo i was just gonna say yeah the derrick i think that was derrick henry's first fumble since last year and then uh the browns just lit up the titans so they had to throw like all game uh, to play catch up um because baker mayfield was on fire so it just wasn't a good situation but i um, just wanted to also call out the the point spread for eric had fourth toughest schedule this season and still managed. I think he had the fifth best points for. Um, so oh, talk about overcoming adversity. Like that's pretty awesome to, to see. Yeah. I would say, uh, yeah, I watched that uh, Titans Browns game and they were talking about like at halftime going into the third quarter, like is Derek Henry even going to come back in? Like, is it worth like him playing because we don't want to injure him? like going into playoff territory, knowing this could be a potential sham. Um, and like, like you mentioned, like Derrick Henry has probably the best playoff schedule in fantasy going against Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay. So expect for him to blow up. Um, James Robinson is, you know, there's been doubts every, like every week, like when the matchups aren't the greatest, he's just been over being able to overcome it and his receiving, being able to be a receiving back too, has just boosted him to another level. Um, and so great pickup uh, and draft pick by, by Kristen. I know Jeremy probably still regrets not getting him or not picking him up sooner. Um, so I, while, while Kristen is limping, I think she, she's okay with taking these losses early so that she can come through with wins later on um, where it counts in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you look at uh, Eric's matchup too for next week, he's got a lot of soft matchups for some of his big players, Aaron Rodgers, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, might be getting James Conner back against Buffalo. Um, so you gotta like his chances, at least in the, the quarterfinals. Yes. And like, I mean, We've gone through all the matchups. Uh, anything you all want to hit on on this last matchup before we get into some some playoff talk? 
No, let's jump into the playoffs. Randy, take us there. Man, all right. So, from the way it's looking, it is looking like the standings in the playoff matchups for the wild card weekend, which is week 14, will be myself, the three seed versus Rachel's, the Manikittens, um, and then Eric versus Ian in the championship bracket. Again, Kristen and Daniel get a bye as the top two seeds. And then we look at the constellation bracket. We have Ryan and Mikey as the number seven and eight seeds. So they get buys. And then it will be Connor versus Lauren, Tim Tebow's jorts versus Leo and his highly talked up password is taco. You're not going to want to talk him up so much now, huh? Give him all the hate. <laughs> but before we get into the matchups, there's some money involved, right? You know, we all pay dues. We're all fighting for a trophy, but there's some money involved. So, Kamish, who gets that money? Yeah, I was looking it up because it's, you know, I only look this stuff up once a year. So, I went back to our AKSI Facebook page, because yes, we still have one of those. Uh, and the last post that I see is from December 2017. So I don't think we had any changes to it since then. Uh, but we've got first place sitting at 300 smackaroos. Woo. Second place is $100 minus, this is still written on the Facebook page, minus the engraving cost for the new champion. I think it's 30 cents per character. Uh, so they will only pay for that one engraving cost, not the full <laughs> run back of the last few seasons. <laughs> uh, and then third place is $40. And then most regular season points is $40. And Whoa, then I remember it being 40. Dang. Yep. And then the last place team. So the newly found toilet bowl consolation bracket, 12th place results. Uh, is going to pay the trophy shipping fees. And I think we're not going to do it for this year, right? Because we're not voting on it. But whatever we decide to do moving forward for that last place needs to, if it's not being shipped, right? Because we got a pretty good majority in Portland now. So if I'm just handing it off to somebody, because I'm not going to go through the hassle of shipping a trophy if I can hand deliver it, um, there needs to be some kind of monetary or uh, some kind of punishment for last place. And my other league, the 12th place team, uh, this is a newly implemented, has to eat that that single Diablo chip, whatever it's called, oh. as the, and then record it. So um, I'm, I'm not interested in that at all, but uh, yeah, I rather just figure pay, something else. Just let me ship it and I'll pay the shipping price. That's, it needs uh, to be like a shipping or minimum of 10 or $20 or something like that. Fee. Just want to just give a low key uh, say that that was kind of a small blow to Daniel out there in Arizona mean that you probably won't win the trophy because we're not shipping it to you. So, sorry, man. I don't, I don't know where Randy got that, but he's, he's full of bad jokes tonight, so sure. <laughs> we're going with it. Um, all right, so let's get into the playoff bracket, uh, the championship bracket. Uh, so we can go off into uh, kind of everyone's – I don't know, Leo, I, I think you have some – inside on like every like some of these teams is like matchups so we can kind of get into my matchup right go and play rachel again after i took a shellacking from her i gotta i gotta try to recoup my team regroup them see what's going on and 
And yeah, I think uh, it's on paper right now, a pretty close matchup uh, in the projections. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts for week 14, me versus Rachel? Go for it, Leo. Yeah. Uh, so I think you played Rachel on an off week um, and you still lost. Um, Mr. Unlimited didn't really unleash his full potential. So with a matchup against the Jets and a chip on his shoulder, I think he's going to put up a monster number of points um, at home too with the Jets traveling. Obviously that didn't affect the Giants, but um, another game. Um, she's got, you know, probably Mark Ingram coming back into the lineup as well um, after coming off the COVID list. Um, so I think she's just going to get stronger this week. And I already spoke my piece on your team. I think th your biggest problem is what defense are you going to play? Um, so good luck with that one. Um, but, uh, and, and you just, you, you've had some poor showings two weeks in a row. I think that trend's going to continue. Um, and I'm, I'm picking this one off on the Rachel side because I'm, I, I like where her team is at and what she's doing. And on your side, I'm picking emotionally against you because I just want you to lose in that first round. So see you later, Andy. Hey, that's, uh, that is warranted and fair. Yeah. I think it's hard to pick you right now, Randy, just based off having this big summer blowout in uh, week 13 here. And Leo said it all. Russ should go off. I think Devonta Adams is just a monster, right? You look at his uh, targets and TDs, the guy scores every single game, like almost no matter what. And so a uh, favorable matchup going to Detroit. You see he's going to keep scoring points. And uh, – you don't expect that Herbert is going to have such a bad game, but that's kind of two very mediocre to bad games in a row. Chargers don't feel like they're doing anything except losing. Uh, and so I'm going to go with the mannequins on this one. One other thing to call out with Justin Herbert too, it's uh, I, I hope he does well throughout the rest of the season, but we're at that point in the season where he's in new territory where he's playing more games this season than he's ever played. He's been put in this starting position earlier than I think most people anticipated. He's done really well with it, but fatigue, I think, is setting in. So um, I hope that's not the case. I hope Randy loses in a plethora of different ways. Um, but um, I'm worried about his, uh, his stamina at this point. For sure. And how yeah. are you doing, Randy? You picking yourself? Well, I mean, I'm going to pick myself, but do I feel confident? No, I don't feel confident at all. I mean, I'm playing, I mean, Leo kind of hit it on the head, like Russ is going to have a chip on his shoulder playing the Jets. Um, I do think that the quarterback matchup will be a wash. And so I really think it's going to come down to the difference of the wide receiver play and the tight end play. Like Kelsey's going to have a, a great game as he usually does. And Devonte Adams is a monster of a wide receiver and I'm just scraping by hoping that my matchups are, are favorable in my wide receivers. Right. Uh, I don't feel confident, but shoot, I'm hoping for a win. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't feel like I have a championship caliber team if I win because the opponents are playing down to my team and I'm not playing up to their team. That's how I see it. That's but fair. my defense will be one of the highest scoring defenses in the playoffs. <laughs> Very important. Very important. Uh, the, the one other thing to note here also, Randy, looking at the mannequin schedule, 
Uh, so now you've lost to her twice. So it's like, oh, maybe no way you could lose three times in one season to her. I feel like that's probably pretty unlikely. I know in a lot of sports, when you play a team twice and you lose twice, uh, your odds usually go up on the third time. But she has not had a lot of success against playoff teams, and maybe that works out well for you. Uh, she got one win in the first week against Flying High. Um, oh, I'm I'm wrong, Randy. You beat the Mana Kittens. I read this graph wrong. So uh, never mind. My whole uh, argument is totally wrong, and what a surprise. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just, I just want to note, Connor, that, you know, we both have teams playing on Thursday. So I foresee you not picking any of us to win the championship. Yeah. Um, since you guys both have people playing, playing on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. You guys are both screwed. There's no way you can win the game in two weeks with, with, uh, <laughs> with games like that. Definitely. Well, let's go into our next matchup in the wild card. Uh, and that is clever team name TBD versus flying high uh, we look at the week 14 projections it is a close projection with eric projecting at 104 versus ian's 103 so um give me some of your thoughts on these go for it leo yeah um i'm gonna stand by my feelings of of uh, eric's team um I'm actually going to be golfing with him Sunday during the game. So I'll be able to see the anxiety just overtake him in real life. Uh, so that'll be fun to see and, and watch along the way and standing by my grudge with Ian. Um, never want to see him win another championship again. So um, there's again, picking Eric because his team is so strong right now and emotionally picking against Ian. Um, I just think Eric's team is so strong and has great matchups and Again, bringing James Conner back into the starting lineup. Um, I would love – I would say going into the playoffs, Eric's my, 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 uh, my favorite team to, to see, see it through. He's not a favorite. He's not an underdog. He's just right where he should be. I'm going to follow you with that, Leo. I think Eric's going to win. His team has just delivered on a lot, a lot of times. Uh, I'm looking at flying high schedule. And Flying High doesn't have – Flying High is taking care of business in all those consolation bracket teams, and that got him into the playoffs. Uh, but he's got one win over the Mannequins, and that's when Rachel's team only put up 70 points that week. Otherwise, uh, right, he's beating Password is ta Taco, Touchdown Breezes, Obas, Tim Tebow's Jorts. Um, it's just not coming to play when he's got to play those big games and a clever team name. Last time they played, clever team name put up 130 points. Uh, so I don't think that necessarily means a lot. But uh, Eric, I feel like his team has has come out bigger on those big games. And so I'm taking uh, that momentum in this round. Yeah, I'm going to have to go three for three and, and pick Eric as well. I think, you know, um, James Conner coming back will be a huge boost and probably a, a way better upgrade than Daryl Henderson who plays on Thursday night. So, you know, we always want to stay away from that. Um, and so that's good news for, for Eric. Uh, yeah. He just has a really good team, man. Like, and I think the big things like Justin Jefferson has been a great pickup for him. Right. And for him to pan out to be right. I think there was a stat in that he's the first rookie for the Vikings to go a thousand yards since Randy Moss. And that's, 
that's some uh, that's some elite name right there. Uh, so k- kudos to Eric for making the different moves. We see we had him as a toilet bowl pick, right? And he's made moves to acquire Aaron Rodgers, AJ Brown, James Conner, right? And then he also picked up Justin Jefferson. And so he's made a lot of great moves. Um, kudos to him, Ian. I think that it's going to be tough for you. Um, I mean, Darren Waller is going to get you so, only so far, as as Leo kind of mentioned earlier. Um, T.Y. Hilton is on this small little hot streak. You know, that will that digress Michael Pittman? Um, there's a lot of questions in, in your wide receivers. And so I just don't think you'll win, man. Um, any you last thoughts about, on? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You talk about uh, Eric making moves. He's actually made the second fewest moves in the league. So his moves have just been efficient. Uh, yeah. Very look at him making 10 or 12 moves. The law is only one fewer. So it's interesting. The four and second seed are sitting at the fewest picks or uh, moves. Kristen not far behind at 17. Um, so a lot of people, I think, you know, looking at the bottom, like Mikey, 44 different pickups, <laughs> 44 moves. It's a little scattered over there. But um, it's interesting to look at that and how it correlates to where they ended up in the league. But, yeah, efficient moves for, for Eric and, and that trade, I think. Looking at – I didn't realize how much of a monster season uh, Rodgers has had. Um, but, yeah, looking, yeah, looking good. Can you imagine if we – if if – we didn't push Daniel on the pod to trade Aaron Rodgers away. He would be sitting on Daniel's bench right now. Ah, regrets, regrets. Um, and to your to your point, Leo, about Mikey making forty four moves, he just be he's probably just taking a ton of dumps, right? Because we know that's his that's where he, <laughs> he cultivates all of his moves and his waiver wire pickups. So he is just taking a lot healthy of bowels. healthy bowels, healthy bowels for sure. And so while we can't, while we can't predict, um, you know, who wins this, well, we can't solidify who wins wildcard weekend, right? There is the semifinals where now the law and the LA white claws are in place in the championship. Um, so let me get your thoughts on who do you all think will take home the championship, the 2020 AKP FFL championship trophy. And who do you think are, is going to be your final matchup? God. Yeah, so this is actually one of the, the things that I was going to recommend in the new – potentially recommended. I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. But right now, we don't reseed based on the outcomes of the, the quarterfinals, right? So it looks like um, it would be based on our picks. And for I think, Connor, you and I had the same picks in the, the quarterfinals, right? So it would be the Mannequins versus the Law. And then it would be um, clever team name versus the LA White Claws, um, which I would have loved to see clever team name playing the law. I'd feel much more confident in that pick of Eric moving on. Um, but how it's drawn up right now, I think I'm still going to take the Manikittens over the law. And I'm going to take, um, whew, I think it's a coin flip, um, clever team name versus the White Claws. But I'm going to I'm going to stand by my guy, uh, Eric, and I'm, I, I don't like seeing repeats unless it's the Sounders going into the MLS Cup, you know, uh, but um, we'd love to see uh, Kristen dethroned. I don't need to hear her talking her talk for another year, so I'm going to take Eric over Kristen. 
And then I'm going to take, I'm going to ride him all the way through to the final. I'm going to take Eric over the mannequins. Uh, ride his coattails. Um, I saw your face, Randy. Uh, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking clever team name TBD to the ship. It's a good pick. I like that. That's a what very good pick. Um, man, I think that upper half of that bracket is is where I would where I would see too. I think um, I think Kristen while she has favorable matchups with her running backs um, and Derrick Henry and Patrick Mahomes, I think the flex play is still still up in the air for her, and I think that's going to be the the biggest difference maker. And I think she might accidentally make the wrong choice because um, she oh, she's overthinking it, right? Her de- her bench is pretty deep. When you look at Ayuk, um, and not even looking at her team, my goodness. She's got uh, we, we haven't even we can't let a pod go by without talking about our kicker decisions. Come on. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's a really toss big toss up, right? So um, she has pl- plenty of players that she could play. Um, and then, you know, if there's any chance that, I mean, she obviously this week she has a bye. So if Christian McCaffrey gets injured again this week, like she can plug and play Mike Davis, but I think she really, I think her points for all season have come from the early success of Mike Davis. And now that that has fizzled out, we kind of see that regression in what we thought, um, would happen. Right. Uh, so I think the, I think the flex might be messing with her and I'm not too sure what she's going to do, but. Obviously, she has the points to sustain what she's doing. Um, Terry McLaurin hasn't been as big with Alex Smith as the starter. And while we love Alex Smith and the success he's doing, the things he's doing in his comeback, um, it doesn't benefit McLaurin as much. And so it'll be interesting to see. I do think that Eric uh, pulls up on that top half of the bracket. Uh, Man. I hate to like root against myself. It sucks. It sucks. But I do think I'll pull off the upset against Rachel. And then I'm going to lose to the law again. I've lost him. (laughs) It's like, if I, it's like, if I, Rachel, I think it's a fucking upset, man. (laughs) It's on paper. The seeding is not an upset, but it is going to be an upset. The only thing that's an upset is your feelings. (laughs) Oh man, we're getting deep now. We're getting deep, man. <laughs> Fine. Well, okay, well, I, I need to call this out. I think I just, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm this. gonna beat Rachel. <laughs> not a upset. There we go. Say it with your chest. <laughs> and then I'm not gonna upset Daniel, and he's fucking gonna beat me, and I'm gonna hate him even more. I have to. I really have to play potentially two teams that I've already played twice to get to the finals. Redemption. I don't like that. I don't like that. It'll be a great storyline. It'll be the storyline that Leo wish he had for the playoffs. Well, I, I'm looking at the law, right? We know the law is all based off the Cardinals. And in two weeks, the Cardinals play Philly at home. And so I think that's going to be super favorable for the Cardinals. So I think Daniel gets by in that game kind of who, no matter who he plays, He's going to get by because I think they're going to light up Philadelphia and uh, which will be good to see Hertz playing or we assume will play in that game. Uh, but I can't pick against Kristen and the white, white claws because um, 
You know, it's the last game that they're going to be the LA White Claws. They're relocating. They're going to rebrand, we assume. And so they're going to come and play for their coach. I just know it. They, they Unless they've already given up, right? They already know that they got to pack their bags. And in the new season, they got new homes. And it could be tough. But her team, like all of the players, just get so many touches in every game. I know you mentioned Terry McLaurin, but – you know, he still gets nine, seven, nine, six targets every game. And that's like the worst because we know Henry's going to get a million touches. Robinson gets 20 touches a game. Gasecki even gets a bunch of targets, right? He got 11 targets this week, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, Dobbins, we'll see. And uh, yeah, I just don't think there's any beating her. If her players get that many targets every game, it's, it's hard to pick against that. So I'm, I'm going with the favorite and LA White Claws to go back to back champions. And hopefully she finally gets her trophy. I feel like that'll be very fitting since she didn't get this trophy this year that she'll get to keep the trophy. And uh, it will be quite the feat if she wins. He's, Connor's just trying to be the, Connor's just trying to be the favorite brother. <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to get favor in the in, in Kristen's eyes since she called you guys out for giving me so much love or for you guys giving me so much love on the pod just <laughs> trying to get back uh and then one thing I didn't want to call out because I didn't notice this before on her team but the only thing more blasphemous than Randy's three defense lineup is Kristen's double kicker double defense lineup <laughs> what in the world and it's not that the, she's filling a bye. All these teams had games this week, and I know she's had two kickers for a while. So what is happening there? I can't, I can't in good faith support a team in the playoffs that's using up roster space like that. So yeah. would you say, would you say two kickers is more blasphemous than three defenses? For as long as she's had two kickers, I'd have to look back at her roster, but I think it's been happening for a while. And yes, that again, that sounds like torture to have to pick that kicker that kicker every week which one which one I almost switched kickers this week and I didn't do it because I was like no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that to myself I almost picked up bass I don't know how he ended up doing last night but I don't care because I didn't pick him up so I mean yeah to each their own but my opinion yeah. on that is no thank you I mean it's about the same right it's four positions versus four positions and kickers and defenses are kind of those up in the air positions anyways yeah I I I thing I want to say is I Connor I agree with you that Kristen's team is stacked right I don't think there's any question of that I think what happens though when we get into playoffs I think that she's going to come into what me and Leo are thinking is that she has so many decisions to make now right um obviously she played Gasecki because Gronk was out this week but Gronk has been her starter almost the entire season right like does she play Gronk right we see J.K. Dobbins now Get a touchdown. He got. He just got a touchdown just now. Um, and playing against Brandon Ayuk, who had 75 yards this past week, or 95 yards and a touchdown. Like, who is she going to play there, right? We look at her main starters. She's not going to take anyone out. She's not going to take out Mahomes, McLaurin, Ridley, Henry, and Robinson. The question is, who's going to be your tight end? The question is, who's going to be your flex? The question is, who's going to be your kicker? And the question is, who's going to be your defense? <laughs> Like Amen. those are going to be the make or break decisions, right? At least for me with three defenses, I know which defense I'm playing every single week and hope that it pans out. Right. Well, no, I don't think she's going and hope it pans out. I don't think that she knows who she's playing every week in the kicker and defense line. 
and I wouldn't be surprised if she looks and potentially makes a change into her upcoming weeks and tries to find a defense for upcoming weeks as well. Um, so I think these will be what is going to be the tough decisions and could bite her in the butt in the playoffs. Add on top of that, like in Miami, it is just absolute turmoil with who is going to be the quarterback. Who does Kaseki have more chemistry with? Like the fantasy experts were super downplaying Devontae Parker this week because he has way better chemistry with Fitzpatrick than Tua. And so add that. And then, like you said, does she play Gronk or does she play Gusecki coming off a hot game? Like, good luck. Well, yeah. she, she's got two weeks to think about it, so I think she'll be all right. We, we'll talk about it again in next week's pod. Um, we're not going to break down every game, but who are your guys' prediction? Who is going to lose three straight playoff games and win, lose <laughs> the toilet? <laughs> who, who are you guys all taking to uh, – you know, pay that fee to ship that trophy. And just just for the audience to know, those teams are going to be either Mr. Prez, Oba's Chunks, Password is Taco, and Tim Tebow's Jorts. So Mr. Prez will play Tim Tebow's Jorts this week, and then Oba's Chunks will play Password is Taco. The losers of those two match will be in the toilet bowl. So just to set the tone. I hate that I am even in the running to be in the toilet <laughs> bowl when I am tied for the record with two playoff teams that absolutely like makes this season so entertaining and so exciting because the, the fact that I could be in the playoffs, but I could also have to pay the last place is just uh, absolutely heartbreaking. And I will uh, laugh my way to the toilet bowl if I end up going all the way there, but you got to put your money on Tim Tebow's jorts right now. Right, like her roster is a little shaky, especially with what happened with Edwards Hilaire this past week. Um, I think she's ending at the lowest points scored for the whole season, uh, not breaking only only team not to break twelve hundred points. And so uh, Tim Tebow's Jorts went from my preseason favorite to my postseason. <laughs> what's the opposite of favorite? Um, disappointment disappointment i mean she's still she's 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 my uh, preseason favorite to win the championship and now she's my postseason favorite to win the toilet bowl do you guys agree or disagree not so fast my friend <laughs> well i was going to pick you uh, because <laughs> i think your team is pretty pathetic as well um this week aside <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to go with <laughs> Password is Taco in the most polite, uplifting way possible. Love you, Jeremy, but I'm just looking at the, the scoreboard and it's been a minute since you have broke 100 points. Uh, the closest you got was week nine against the LA White Claws and you still lost with 95 points. You followed that up with a 55, a 71, an 84, and then an 82. Uh, I just don't see any light at the end of that dark, dark tunnel. Um, and so I am going to put you in the last place game uh, uh, this next week. And then somebody else will have to shoo that into the toilet uh, after that. 
not my not my mess anymore. But it's gonna be Jeremy. Yep. Yeah, yuck. Yeah, I think uh, if I look at the toilet bowl right now, I don't even know who's gonna win between Connor and Lauren this week. But yeah, I think Connor's gonna pull pull the win this week, and I think Tim Tebow's George versus Password is Taco. And if you know me, you know I'm gonna pick <laughs> Password is Taco. Uh, gross. I mean. Think about uh, Kristen, who has to pick between a tight end, a flex, a defense, and a kicker. Jeremy's going to have the tough decision between Frank Gore, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, Zach Moss, Todd Gurley. Like, what are you going to do? You know what? I, I, and we've all got our picks now, right? But I would be 100% okay with me and Connor losing next week just so we can play each other for the toilet bowl. <laughs> That would be poetry in motion. I would love to see that. I'm okay with losing one game uh, and not winning the consolation bracket, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, so I'd be okay with that outcome too. And then beating Connor. Leo, that would be such a letdown if you end up losing this week. It, it's, it's acceptable if I lose this week. But if you lose this week, it'll be a, I will be so disappointed because that probably means I'm losing the following week. <laughs> It sounds like all members of the week 14 podcast will be losing this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Leo, thanks so much for joining us here on the show, making a second appearance on the podcast. And uh, thanks for putting together this gala. I'm very excited. That's going to be January 16th. We're looking forward yes, to sir. it. Thanks for having me. Uh, you guys, I can't say it enough. This addition to the league has been uh, just such a huge bonus and huge lift to the league. Really appreciate what you guys have done. I think there's been a lot more chatter, a lot more, you know, obviously COVID um, just bringing us closer together. So appreciate you all doing this and putting in the work. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this is a lot of work to do week in and week out. So kudos to you guys. I know you guys got day jobs too. So um, good stuff. Yeah. I appreciate everyone listening, uh, especially, Eric's family, we love that you listen. Um, Kristen, Kristen's household, make sure you turn up the volume extra loud this week. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, thank you for listening. We've learned that you actually listen to the podcast every week, so we apologize for calling you out earlier. No, we don't. Uh, Leo doesn't. Uh, Jeremy, shout out to you and your shitty team. Uh, what other shout outs do we got? Uh, Ian. Thank you for the thank you for the uh, coupons for for my free uh, plant based milk products. It's been great. Uh, Ryan, keep twinning. Uh, Rachel, Mikey, Rachel, watch Mikey's uh, dump rates. Uh, <laughs> what about Eric? Eric, I, I shout out his family. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, if you got missed there, sorry you guys. <laughs> Daniel. I hate you. I hate you fantasy, but I love you in real life. <laughs> that Leo, you're giving the shout out for the pod. I can't wait until we lose someone in the league and we just rip on them after that. Like, <laughs> like it's going to be tough to leave, leave the league. Now that we have this platform for trash talk, like the first person who drops out of the league or uh, uh, maybe a thing that we have to put is, is how do we kick people out of the league? That could be a little spicy in the amendments here. Um, 
But yeah, it's going to be gonna a start a promotion relegation. <laughs> That'd be funny too. Well, uh, thanks everybody. Who was the last person? Who's the last person that was that was out of the league or that volunteered out of the league? Was it Megan? Megan Hill. Yeah. But was she ever really in the league? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> the early years of the league. All right, thanks everyone for listening to our uh, ridiculous show, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone, in the playoffs. Good luck.